Thanks for downloading this podcast from RNIB Connect Radio. You're listening to The Morning Mix here on RNIB Connect Radio. Now, if you're hungry, then you're in for a treat because the fabulous blind chef, Ian Gentle, is with me now. Hello, Ian. Hello, Jill. How are you? I'm good, thanks, this week. How are you? Fine and ready to go. Oh, brilliant. I am so glad because you have an absolutely fabulous recipe for us this week. This is one I shall definitely be trying out this week or this weekend, certainly. It's uh, meat and potato pie. Absolutely. You know, when I was a boy, I used to love meat and potato pie that was sold in our local chip shop. Now, in truth, they were rather pale and unappetising things, but they tasted good. Do you know something? My husband used to talk about that growing up in Manchester. They'd have a pie red and it was a meat and potato pie from a chip shop that uh, was put into a roll and uh, smothered in tomato ketchup. So it's called a pie red. So, yeah, I know what you're talking about uh, Manchester the home of the chip <laughs> butty how do we how do we go about uh, making this meat and potato pie it sounds delicious well this is a modern grown-up version of the chip shop um, classic now do you remember when I gave you the apple pie recipe a few weeks ago I did it using shop-bought pastry well this time I'm going to tell you how to make short crust pastry at home so ingredients for the pastry 500 grams, that's 18 ounces of plain flour. 250 grams, that's nine ounces of stalk margarine. That's the hard stalk margarine, not the soft stuff you get in in a tub. We need six tablespoons full of water and one beaten egg. Now for the filling, 450 grams, which is a pound of potatoes, 340 grams, which is three quarters of a pound of minced beef, two long shallots, three tablespoons of sunflower oil, several vigorous shakes of Lee and Perrin's Worcestershire sauce, uh, two teaspoonfuls of bovril, salt and pepper to season, and now we come to the equipment. As usual, a bowl of warm soapy water and an apron, a nine-inch, that's 25-centimetre pie dish. I use a glass one. You can use a ceramic one as well. A food processor with the plastic blade, uh, a mixing bowl for the pastry, and a mixing bowl for the filling. Measuring spoons, uh, a bone-handled blunt table knife, a plastic spatula, some cling film, baking parchment, two saucepans, one for the spuds, the other for the meat, uh, a wooden spoon, a Y-shaped peeler, a small sharp knife, a medium sharp knife, a chopping board, a rolling pin, a potato masher, a pastry brush, a mug for the beaten egg, and talking kitchen scales, and a talking kitchen timer. So now, first to make the pastry. I make my pastry in two lumps, one for the top and one for the base. And I do this because if I make one big lump and try and cut it into two, I never get them even. So I make it in two lumps. Now, if you're young and don't have arthritic fingers like me, you can skip this next part and just rub the margarine and the flour together with your fingers and thumbs in the classic manner. And that takes about 10 minutes. If, like me, your fingers are getting old and arthritic, and then you do the following. Put the plastic blade into the food processor, then pour in half, that's 250 grams or nine ounces of the plain flour. Cut the block of stalk margarine in half so that each half weighs 125 grams, which is four and a half ounces. Cut one of these halves into small cubes with the bone-handled table knife and add those to the flour. Put the lid on the food processor and whiz for a count of about eight. 
and you're going to do this about four or five times. Take the top off the food processor and use the plastic spatula to break up the flour and margarine mix, which will have congregated around the edges and around the base of the bowl. Replace the lid and give another four, four second bursts, then break up the mix with the spatula again. Now repeat this process four or five times. Then remove the cover and, and the blade and empty the mixture into the big mixing bowl. Give the food processor container a couple of thumps with the heel of your hand to make sure that everything inside and all the contents are released into the mixing bowl. Then use the plastic spatula with a chopping motion to break up any big bits in the bowl. Then dig in with your fingers and rub the mix between your fingers and thumbs in the classic pastry fashion, still feeling for any lumps of fat. Or, or, and after a couple of minutes, you should feel the mixture achieve the classic breadcrumbs uh, texture. Add three tablespoonfuls of water and mix using the plastic spatula with a cutting and chopping motion. Now, when it starts to feel sticky, Put the spatula aside and start to form the pastry into a lump with your hands. When you have a good sized ball of dough, rub it all around the bowl to pick up any sort of loose bits of pastry. And if the bowl still rattles when you shake it, there's still some pastry in there. So go back and put your ball of dough around until you picked up all the bits. Then wrap the bowl of pastry in cling film and pop it into the fridge. Do exactly the same with the other half of the pastry ingredients. You now have the makings of uh, the top and bottom of your pie. Now leave them to rest in the fridge for at least three hours. Then remove them from the fridge and let them rest for another hour or so so that they come up to room temperature. Now don't rush this resting process and make sure that the pastry is at room temperature and because if it's cold it is absolute hell to roll. Now for the pie filling. Peel, boil and mash the potatoes and decant into the other mixing bowl and set aside. Now, I use the long shallots because the small round ones are much more difficult to, to handle. Rub the loose skin off the shallots. Cut them in half lengthways and place cut side down on the chopping board and peel the skins off, then slice off the tip. But leave the root. Insert the small knife just up from the root in the center of the shallot and draw the knife up to the tip so that the shallot is now almost in two halves lengthways. Then finely chop using the technique that I've described in previous programs using the flat of the knife against your nails as a guide. Put the sunflower oil into the pan and bring the hob up to a medium high heat. Drop the shallot, uh, a couple of shallots in, and when you hear the shallots start to sizzle, add the rest of the shallots. Reduce the heat to uh, medium-low and allow to cook for about eight minutes, stirring occasionally. Add the minced beef, bring the heat up to medium-high, add salt and pepper to taste, then stir and turn constantly, mixing the shallots with the meat until the meat is thoroughly browned, which takes about four or five minutes. Add several vigorous shakes of Liam Perrin's Worcestershire sauce and two teaspoons of Bovril. Stir, reduce the heat to low, cover, and allow to cook for another 10 minutes, stirring frequently. Taste and adjust the seasoning. Then add the meat to the mashed potatoes and mix thoroughly with the, the potato masher. Then set aside and allow to cool. So now to make the pie. Preheat the oven to gas mark six, that's 200 degrees centigrade, 400 degrees Fahrenheit. Grease the pie dish. 
beat the egg in a mug with a fork. Now, rolling out pastry can be a problem for blind and partially sighted people. Uh, getting it to the right shape isn't simple. It can break up as you roll it. And handling sheets of the stuff uh, into and over a, a pie dish can be absolutely a heck of a problem. Now, I use a technique that I learned from my mum-in-law using baking parchment. Clear, clean and dry a work surface. Cut two pieces of baking parchment that are significantly bigger than the pie dish. Place one flat on the work surface. Unwrap the cling film from the first ball of pastry and flatten with the palm of your hand in the middle of the parchment. Place the other piece of parchment on the top. Then roll the pastry with the roller on top of the paper, rotating the pastry and the paper 20 degrees at a time. This helps get it roughly circular. Now, if the pastry isn't perfect circle, don't panic. Peel the top piece of parchment away and set it aside. Then treat the pastry like a piece of plasticine, breaking bits off and sticking them into holes or, or around their edge gaps. And, and keep on doing that until you're happy that it is sort of round and significantly bigger than the pie dish. Then replace the parchment on top of the pastry and roll around the edges to flatten it. Remove the paper again and place the pie dish bottom side up on the centre of the pastry. Slide your hand under the paper with your palm side up, with your other hand palm side down on the bottom of the pie dish. Then... Turn your hands over and set the dish down and the pastry is now in the dish. Peel the parchment away from the pastry and set aside. Pat and press the pastry down the side and the bottom of the dish, making sure that there are no air pockets. Use the small knife to trim off the excess pastry from all around the edge of the pie dish. Decant the pie filling into the dish, being careful to leave a clean edge of pastry all around the pie the outside. Brush that edge with beaten egg using the pastry brush. That helps seal the top to the bottom. Do exactly the same with the other ball of pastry, rolling it between the uh, two cold pieces of parchment and uh, remolding the pastry into a circle. Then place the pie dish next to this piece of crust. Peel off the top piece of parchment, slide one hand under the paper, Put the other hand in the middle of the, of the pastry, then lift, turn over and move over the pie dish and slide your hand out and drop the pastry on top of the uh, pie, making sure it's in the middle with the uh, excess pastry draping over the side of the dish. Peel off the parchment off the top of the pastry. Now seal the top to the bottom by pressing down with your thumbs all around the edge of the pie. Then trim off the excess pastry with a small knife. Then I go around the edge again using the end of a dessert spoon handle to crimp the edge of the pie. It makes a little pattern all the way around. Then stab a couple of holes in the middle of the pie crust to allow steam to escape during cooking. Then brush beaten egg all over the top of the pie, making sure that you cover the, uh, the crimped edges as well. Bake in the middle of the oven for 30 to 40 minutes. And I always turn the pie around halfway through the cooking time by 180 degrees because my oven is somewhat uneven. And you can serve this hot or cold. Oh my goodness, it sounds incredible. It really, really does. That is definitely one that uh, is for a cold day. Ian, it's 
absolutely incredible what you do. It really, really is. You're so, so descriptive with your recipes and we just love them here at the radio station. Thank you so much for joining us. And obviously, you know, there's a lot of content there, a lot of details and a lot of equipment. So you can catch this again on Audioboom or on our podcast page and uh, listen to it anytime you want. But uh, in the meantime, thank you so much for joining us, Ian. And I shall let you know how I got on with uh, my meat and potato pie next week here in the morning mix eat and enjoy for more downloads like these visit rnibconnectradio.org.uk slash podcasts